0: All right. Maybe you made your Christmas list already. You've checked it twice. You bought everything. Not so fast. You might want to add a few names to the Christmas list. Holly Ross is here from the Toronto Zoo. She's with the Behavioral Husbandry uh, Division. She's the supervisor, and she's put together a Christmas list for the animals at the Toronto Zoo. Welcome to the show, Holly. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, thanks for being here. I think it's really interesting. This initiative has been going on since 2018. It's called The Giving Tree. Tell us a little bit about it
1: yeah um well, we started in twenty eighteen as you said, and we just had um like a, give, a tree a Christmas tree up in our, our zootique on on site at the zoo and we had some ornaments with some um some small gifts that the animals had asked for or really their keepers had asked for and it kind of just grew from there now we have the uh the on site tree in our store, but we also have our online giving tree that's run through on our wildlife conservancy um website so yeah, it's, it's just, it keeps on growing and it's really exciting. It's very fun to watch all of the animals play with their toys. So.
0: so this, basically the zookeepers and the people that work with the animals, specific animals, give you a list of things that they think the animals would like. Uh, this is uh, to create what is called an enriched environment. Can you talk about that and how important that is to the uh, animals in the Toronto Zoo?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, part of, taking care of the animals every day um, is creating these experiences for them that allow them to perform their natural behaviors. So, um, you know, most of our animals would spend hours foraging for food during the day um, or sometimes at night, depending on the animal. Um, And so our job is to try and create these experiences and prolong their foraging experience as long as possible. So that's one of the ways that we enrich them. So we, you know, we can put food in various puzzle feeders or, um, you know, different, different feeders throughout the, throughout the exhibit, hide them. We can put them in, you know, shavings piles or, or whatever, and, and that just sort of creates these natural, um, natural foraging behaviors for the animals. We also have different sensory experiences for them, so we can use extracts and different um, spices or even perfume. Um, and that just gives them something new to explore in their environment and it allows them to exercise throughout the day um,
0: and, yeah, just keeps their lives entertaining. Let's talk about the, the wish list specifically where um, different animals are concerned. Which animal is uh, – I mean, I just find it hard to believe because I'm a Gen Xer and uh, I remember the smell of obsession. is It still lingers in my nose, Calvin Klein's obsession apparently <laughs> – Uh, certain animal digs obsession. Who is that?
1: Yeah, a lot of our big cats, um, carnivores in general, but for some reason, specifically large cats, and it seems to be pretty universal across all different uh, zoos. It's not just the the animals in Toronto that love that smell. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure what it is about that smell. I actually used to use that in high school also.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, it's just crazy. It's it's spinal net. And obsession. Our final net and obsession are the smells from high school.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what compound in that specific perfume is, is attracting to the animals. But, yeah, for some reason our big cats, and then in particular our, um, our one hyena, Konzi, really seems to like that particular smell.
0: What about Axe body spray? Who's asking for that? <laughs>
1: Um, our our male lion, Fintan, seems to have a great affinity for that spray and, um, and really just any kind of, you know, manly kind of cologne sense. But, uh, yeah, he really likes the Axe Body Spray. So um, the keepers will spray it on, you know, um, a rock in, in his exhibit or maybe one of his other toys, like a ball or something, and he'll just rub on it and roll around on it. He seems to really love it.
0: Quite a visual we're getting. So beyond scents, <laughs> what other uh, toys are, p- are people uh, supposedly uh, going to be able to uh, give to animals courtesy of the Giving Tree?
1: Yeah, so we have all sorts of things. So we have some kind of typical things like like the scents, like I said, um, different kinds of feeders, so hay feeders and puzzle feeders for some of our um, our hoofstock animals, like our zebras really like the their hay nets. Um, we have hammocks, so we have some... Um, Things that, you know, animals can use to relax and sort of chill out. Um, And then we have some really fun stuff like bubbles. So bubbles aren't necessarily a natural phenomenon that some of these animals would experience in the wild. But it is a really unique sensory experience for them. And and so they get to, just like little kids, you know, run around and chase after bubbles. Um, Some of the animals here do that. Our penguins love their bubbles Um, Yeah, so we have all sorts of things, mirrors, so mirrors is also a good one. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of animals like to look at themselves, some don't realize that they're looking at themselves, so there's all sorts of different behaviors that can come out of that. Um, The list is is really endless, and we also have some general donations, so if you don't want to buy something specific, you're not sure what what you want to get, or maybe your item is the one that you wanted is already gone. Um, we also have just general donations that um, I use for some of the bigger items that are asked for.
0: I can understand people wanting to buy the lion a gift and even the penguins because they're adorable. Are there any animals on the Christmas wish lip list that, uh, you know, you've they kind of get passed over? Yeah, I mean, sometimes
1: we have, I think we still have them on this year. We have um, hamster balls for some of our fish tanks. So we'll put um the fish food in the hamster ball and it and stick it in to the uh, into the tank and it sort of prolong same thing it prolongs the feeding experience for our fish um we have uh some vines for some of our reptiles um we also use the the hamster balls for our turtles so again the food goes in the hamster ball not the turtle <laughs> Um, and then, and then you know, prolongs the feeding experience. So,
0: well, eventually uh, it goes in the turtle. No. Well, yes. Eventually, <laughs> the food goes in the turtle, but the turtle doesn't go in the hamster ball. Right. Um,
1: yeah. So we have we have stuff on the list for almost everyone, and um, we do our best to give all of our animals enrichment every single day.
0: And it's important because we all know that if anybody that has a pet at home knows that it's not just about physical activity. It's about the mental activity that leads to their uh, happiness living with us.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's um, just like for us, our mental health is, is very important. And so it's important to make sure that all of these animals are able to express all of their behaviors. So, you know, we kind of pinpoint certain behaviors for certain species based on their natural history. and then, um, And then we look for items that will bring those out in them.
0: I love this. Um, the Giving Tree is it online at the Zoo, uh, dot com or where do we go?
1: Yeah, so online you can um, you can get to it via our main page at torontozoo but you can also get to it via our um, conservancy page because they're the ones that host it for us every year, um, and that's wildlifeconservancy.ca dot backslash Giving Tree.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate your time, and I like that we're the same uh, group that we are well aware of what obsession smells like, but we'll (laughs) leave it to the big cats now. Thanks, Holly. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Holly Ross is from the Toronto Zoo.